You guys ready to rope? I believe so, yeah. I think we're good. All right, everybody. This is the Georgia Songbirds, and we are here with the band uh, Modern Natives. So introduce yourself, guys. Tell me a little bit about Hi you. There. Uh, my name is Savannah. I'm Nick. I'm Desi. Hello, hello. And uh, we've been playing together for a little bit over a year as a trio, but uh, the band was originally started by Des. Yep, started in Florida about 2009. Um, going through a lot of members, a lot of vocalists, a lot of drummers. Um, I used to sing a lot of the songs, but then uh, I have um, nodules on my throat. Because I used to do a lot of screaming and a lot of improper singing. So uh found a new singer, Savannah jumped in. Around 2019, I joined. I had met Des in Florida. And then, uh, you know, we kind of, we did the pandemic together. And then we uh, relocated out to Alaska for me for work. And, and Des had work, too, that he was able to move remotely, luckily. And uh, then we met Nick out in Fairbanks. Good old Fairbanks, Alaska. Now, that's, what took you to Alaska? What kind of job takes you to Alaska? Oh, well, I was, um, I'm in fisheries ecology working on my master's. So I had an advisor out there. Uh, he, he let me uh, come in and, and showed me some techniques in his lab. Uh, cause it was different than what I was getting at my school, my home institution in Miami. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was reading some of this stuff. So you have a BS in marine, is it vertebrae biology? Yeah. My undergrad marine vertebrate biology from uh, Stony Brook down in Long Island. My son wants well, he did until he changed. He wanted to be a marine uh, archaeologist. That's, That's awesome. So cool. That's a, it's cool. a very fun field. See, now I need to get him back out here so you can tell up because now he wants to drive NASCAR. I was like, Let's come on, son. Oh, <laughs> quite yeah. a shift. I was like, you're going to go get your degree in marine archaeology and you can drive NASCAR on the weekends. it's a good combo so i'm gonna turn my phone down so it doesn't do that again so tell everybody i'm I'm curious about your job so what exactly does your job do oh marine sure well for me specifically i look at pacific herring in the waterways uh lynn canal in Juneau, alaska and uh, a lot of people the consensus is that these numbers are declining over time and what my research does is looking at, you know, are these numbers actually declining or are the fish just kind of shifting their their ranges over um, over the last few decades? So wow. um, we I use acoustics specifically. Uh, we go out there with active sonars and then I kind of do these biomass estimates at the very end of it. OK, you say acoustic. I imagine one of the guys at the guitar like, OK, do you hear it now? Just- <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's funny, you know, moving from marine ecology into music uh still acoustics one way or another you know (laughs) now you guys were there did y'all did y'all play together in alaska you said you guys had a chance to do that yeah so i know that you guys they they drove up to alaska together um i've been living there for maybe going on four years teaching music and and dance and different things so kind of there's so many different opportunities in alaska to to work um but we met at an open mic, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I met them. And then we kind of at different open mics around town. We kind of started playing together, jamming together. You know, I jump up and do a song with them. And then mm-hmm. it kind of turned into, hey, do you want to join the band? So I was like, yeah. Because that's one of the great things about Alaska. You know, it's a, there's pockets of community, right? And all these mm-hmm. communities are connected. And it's very easy to make friends and meet one another and kind of... Uh, be put into the same environment like you wouldn't expect yes. it but fairbanks is a very very artistic and musical city it really is every open mic person is banging 
It's like, damn, everybody's banging. Yeah, Desi's, rocking out, Desi's a sound engineer. So mm-hmm. he was working like they were the first like couple of months, even that they were up there. I noticed that Desi was working a bunch of shows for the different sound companies around town, running sound. It was it was pretty cool. See, now that's pretty cool because I'm I'll do a Georgia versus series. And what it is, it's always eight Georgia songwriters versus eight songwriters from another state. I haven't done Alaska yet because I, I one I ne- I haven't met anybody who's played music in Alaska, so that you guys have. I always ask my guests two things: one, of course, share it with everybody that you know, uh, but two, pay it forward. So if you guys got a list of Alaska songwriters, I would love to have them on. But also for for the radio station, the Georgia Songbird Radio, I plan on doing like a highlight, like a weekly highlight of states and their songwriters. And I know some states will have more than others. Uh, so send me a list. I'll, I'll be more than happy to, to yeah. give definitely help you with that. There's so many hidden gems in Alaska. So yeah. many good songs. So many amazing songwriters. Because I, I, I can't imagine. I would be, I, when I imagine Alaska, I, I imagine it dark half the time. And, you know, play. Mm-hmm. I, I don't even think about music because I'll be cold, I'm cold. I'm like, I don't know if I want to play in the cold. It's so funny. Yeah. During, during the winter, definitely during the winter is like December. That's where it's, it's dark most of the time. But when you get into summer, it's, it gets up to a nice, nice solid 80 degrees, you know, tourists are coming from all over the world to go. There's hot springs to go to. There's so many different reasons why people are there and it just, it brings in so many different people and that opens up that chance to have all kinds of different entertainment and and to that effect you know even during the winter it's uh still very tourist driven because people want to come and see the northern lights so freezing um <laughs> and even through all that dark you know the music shines and people that's when they get a lot of writing done because you're inside and you're hunkered down mm-hmm. yes negative yeah. 30 negative 40 no yeah. don't let 80 degrees fool you you still get a cool breeze <laughs> real cool breeze right and yeah it's a whole different world it's so cool i know 80 there and 80 here are going to be completely different the oh, breeze yeah. is you don't even need ac in your car you just roll down the window and it's breeze feels great see my wife wants to take a cruise to alaska that's in a couple years we're actually headed up there so you guys know venue too when you email me the name send me some venue i'd love to go play there yeah yeah yeah. absolutely sure and those cruises if you get on princess or norwegian they'll take you up parts of the most beautiful coastline up there and and it's funny though because the coastline is vastly different than the than the interior you know where we were just so um hopefully you guys get a nice mix you can kind of maybe venture out into the state too oh yeah she wants a time she her 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 ideal retirement is like building a tiny house and living in it i'm like what I'm a big guy. I don't live in a tiny house. <laughs> like, so many people up there, they'll they'll build little small cabins mm-hmm. and they'll just rent them out as Airbnbs so that people have people will just go up there for the views of the northern lights. And it's it's amazing. That's an anniversary present. Thank you for, for giving me that. <laughs> <laughs> so Nick, tell me about yourself. Um, you're from Indiana originally. Is that what it is? What I read? Yeah. Yeah. Born and raised in Southeastern Indiana. Um, I lived there until I was about 19 and I moved out to California to go to a performing arts college. So, but before that I was, I was playing music, my whole family, you know, my, my dad's side of the family, especially were all musical and they had bands throughout Kentucky, Ohio and Indiana. So, but yeah, yeah. So I'm a songwriter and moved out to California to go to be a performer and teach music as well. So that's what led me up to Alaska, where I was living from from 2017 until just this last year. So okay. And uh, Desi, you're originally from New Jersey, right? 
I was born in Jersey, raised in Florida. Florida. Yeah. Okay. I got to Florida when I was about five or six years old. I've been in Florida remember, since. Florida. So you probably don't remember a lot about New Jersey. Do you remember a lot about Jersey? Uh, all I remember was all the houses really close and a couple of uh, like a winter playing in the snow, uh, sticking uh, beans in the ground. My grandpa planting, uh, doing, doing gardening and stuff. Okay. And uh, but I do remember uh, everybody telling me that when I was small, they used to hide all the things off the counters because I was just <laughs> just a terror. <laughs> they take all the things off off the counters and coffee tables and put it in the room and lock all the doors. <laughs> That's I all I remember. My mom's got a picture of when I was about three, maybe four. Me and my sister, her favorite picture in the world. My sister is like six years older than me, so she's probably. I guess that what makes her about eight, you know, around eight and she's missing her two front teeth. And I've got a knot from where I fell off the bed and hit my head on a fireplace and then fell and hit my head the other side on the TV. So I have like two big old knots on my head. My sister has no front teeth. And she says her, that was her favorite picture. <laughs> That's, oh That's funny. <laughs> now, That's Des, you, you started modern na uh, natives, right? Yes. Uh, tell about about the first of all, because like, I love names, so I want, I'm curious why Modern Natives. What was that? What what made you want to name the band that? All right, so it started off with a song called "The Walking Tree." Okay, it was a tree that would. The song goes: a tree starts off in one land and it roams the land. Right as it roams the land, all the creatures, all the local creatures of each part of the land, live in the tree, and and, and explore the earth with this tree. After I wrote the song a couple of days later, I was like, man, it's like a modern native right there. So, but then it started morphing into, uh, uh, what's the best way to explain it? Um, different cultures growing up together throughout the decades, different traditions. And then as time goes by, we learn, we learn, and we become more, uh, less primitive, I guess you can say. Right. So basically, it's just a big mix of all the cultures coming together and growing. Yeah, native in the. See, I, I like I like names of bands because yours is all very artistic and has meaning. Like my mine is just because we're old, so mine is yes, ma'am. It stands for middle aged men. That's what I. That's where it came from. <laughs> yes. So I, I always love because I, I had this conversation with someone else um, between rappers and rockers. You guys come up with some of the funniest names for bands, and that's why I always have to ask. I always, I always like that stuff. My old band before that was called Bruce X. Okay. <laughs> I had to do a beer and sex. That was all there was to it. See? <laughs> and, uh, and Nick, uh, he tells us about a band he had back in high school. Very funny. What was it called? Shout out to Ricky and Zach, Grandma's Army. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that man. that's a funny name. My uh, my little girl, she wants to learn. Uh, she wanted to learn guitar, so I taught her how to play free fall and just to kind of get her playing on the guitar and moving her fingers around to kind of strengthen her hand. And then I went back in there and she's playing uh, Nirvana, Come As You Are. I was like, I didn't teach you that. She goes, nope, I watched YouTube. I was like, okay. <laughs> so she'll jump on the drum behind me. It's just my studio that I'm building and play music. And I was like, what was it? We had, a, we were trying to figure out names of, of her band. And I'm like, you got to pick, picture some like your favorite dog animal and your food or something and, and mix them together just to get a, get a funny name. I love that. Now, what instruments, who plays what instruments in the band? Oh, that is a good question. We we kind of do the switcheroo a lot, which is really fun. 
with our set. Um, mm-hmm. Primarily Des, Des has been playing drums since we started as a three piece. Mm-hmm. Um, Des plays drums, Savannah yeah. is a lovely voice. She's our, our singer. And I've ran <laughs> as, as a guitarist, we ran in a couple of different pedals. So mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of the, the guitarist and the bassist at the same time, uh, which is a fun little nifty setup for us to be on the road as a three piece. Um, so yeah, so I play guitar and then sometimes when we do acoustic sets, Des and I will switch, um, I'll switch to just bass and he'll play acoustic guitar. And we did just add a guitarist for our upcoming spring and summer tour. So we're going to be a four piece rocking through the summer. Yeah. Nice. And so tell about your tour. Where are you, where are you touring? Where is that going on at? Right. So we're starting uh, mid-April. We're going to be in Wisconsin and we're going to move through the uh, the Dakotas. We're going up to Winnipeg and then kind of making our way back west um, across Canada and through the upper states there. And uh, all of it routing us back up to Alaska, where we're going to be performing throughout the summer. And then we'll uh, we'll tour back down. We'll do more of a uh, the upper west coast and back through the mid Midwest. Yeah. yeah that's that's cool i mean you normally hear people going like south where it's warmer you guys are going up where it's cold <laughs> you're like well it's beautiful up there during the spring and summer you know so we're yeah. not scared of that and uh you know we we like the holiday season not only to just be with friends and family but that's our time it's our off time off the road it's studio time it's writing time getting ready for the year's releases and doing all the logistics st- side of it so that when we are on the road we can try and minimize the ever-growing to-do list, you know, keep, yes. keep a handle on it. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now what I know when I, people ask you like your genre, it's kind of hard to answer that question, but what do you guys kind of consider yourself? What kind of lane are you in? Well, Des likes to compare us to the Pixies in that none are, no one song sounds very much like the other, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which I always really enjoyed that comparison, but um, what would you guys call it? We, we, we got punk rock in there. We got alternative rock in there. Um, we even have some new recordings where it's like crossover of metal, right? We got the metal vibe going on, but we're definitely an alternative punk rock band, right? Okay. Crossover for sure. Yeah, yeah. we do. We, we literally, yeah, we'll take '90s covers and we'll we'll put our own kind of hard rock punk Upbeat. kind of spin on them, mm-hmm. and yeah. But we also do acoustic sets too, like when we go to just different venues. It kind of depends on where we can play and how we can play. So we love yeah. all different. Yeah, we're very versatile. Um, we love music. I mean, if you're a music fan, I mean, you you love it all, right? You love the reggae. You, yeah. you love the EDM. You love the metal. You love the thrash. You love the punk. You love the alternative. You love the indie. You love all that stuff. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. Like, yeah. why why would I play the same song over and over again? I can't. It, it just doesn't feel right. It's like, we just played uh, that, that tempo. Let's turn the speed up the tempo. Let's slow it down. Yeah, we literally took like 70 you know we've we've been learning new songs but we'll hear a song be like wow what would that sound like if we put a faster spin on it you know speed it up double time but it's um that's been the most fun is figuring out our sound this last year of of all of our different genres kind of like oh that's not really you know a style but what if we took it and made it our own and added different instrumentations to it and yeah it's been it's been fun figuring that out and of course there's always the uh side of it where you know you'd like to think of yourself as one genre or something but your your crowd your audience kind of tells you like oh you guys aren't punk you're more <laughs> like a this kind of fit this is how you oh fit my gosh in. no she's right yeah you've got people being like you're so punk rock and then you got other people like you're such posers it's like <laughs> <laughs> you've got, you got the, the blend of people are just yeah. like man 
man, you guys are so, oh, I love this indie vibe. You know, the other people are like, um, nah, nah, they're all like, hey, so here's our music. Yeah. But at the end of the day, we enjoy making the music and, you know, it's going to strike different people in different ways. And, you know, one song may not fit everybody's personality. So, and, you know, it's okay. That is art, you know, not everyone has mm -hmm. to enjoy it. And, um, subjective, right? Right. That's absolutely. And a couple of things that I heard. One is when you said posers, the first thing I thought of was a Harold and Kumar movie when they go to White Castle, uh -huh. and and the guys are giving them a hard time, and then they get and they, so they steal their big uh, Bronco and and they get in there and it's like eighties music. It's like take on me, and I'm like, yeah, like freaking posers, right? <laughs> and and then two, you mentioned Cobra. Ten seconds later, seconds later they're like singing it, right? <laughs> oh yeah, I, I, you gotta sing that stuff. And anybody who knows me knows that I, with covers, I'm 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 a big proponent of doing originals. I, I'm not a big cover fan just because I can't do it the way that the original artist did. If I'm going to take a cover, I'm going to do it my way. Like I'll take a Prince song, I sold it down, and I made it uh, kind of a game at a at bars, right? So if you can guess what I'm singing before I get to the hook, I'll buy you a beer. If not, you got to buy me one. You know. So nice. when you said that. It, it popped up my ears because I do a challenge for, for artists and you guys are welcome to, to do it. There's no time limit on it. Uh, what I do is as we listen to some of your music, I'll get an idea of a song, like a, some kind of song, whatever. And I want you to do it your way. So take this song since you like doing cover songs and, and do it your way. And it doesn't matter when, but when you do it, just post it and I'll, or tag me and I'll or send it to me and I'll put it on TikTok and I'll tag the artist and all that stuff. It's always fun. It's, that does sound like awesome. a lot of fun. Yeah. Challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> All right. And I'll I'll think of it as I listen to you. Um, so what kind of am I open to anything? So if I something pops my my ear, can Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. I have, I like that. I have to ask because some people are like, well, I can't do this. I was like, okay. Well, you mentioned because you mentioned reggae and you mentioned other stuff. I was like, okay. I'm I'm gonna think of it as as I'm listening to your guys' music. I'm, there'd be a song, there'd be an artist that I think of. I was like, I want them to try to do it that way. So we'll get into that. that. Sounds awesome. Thank you. But, but let's get into your guys' music. So what's the? I'm what I'm doing. I'm gonna share the screen with you guys so you guys can see the Spotify and I'm gonna mute. So what I'm gonna do is, what guys pick a song. Which one you want to hear first? It is Distro. We just Distro. released Distro. Yeah. Okay. Distro is the song. So uh, like I said, I'm a songwriter, so I like to hear stories. Is there a story behind Distro? Um, Distro is something that we started working on in Fairbanks, Alaska, and then just uh, recently came out with it a couple, uh, March 4th, I believe, March 3rd, March was our release day. Mm -hmm. And for me, that song is a comment on environmentalism and consumerism. Hmm. Okay. Right on. Then what I'm going to do is I'm going to mute us and play it. Just give me a thumbs up when you hear it. Slip slide on the Distro. Slip slide on the distro. Move, slip slide on the distro. My world's become undone. Waste, no stop, no shame. I'm bored again. Let's stand through everything for anything.
You guys' songs are not very long. No. <laughs> I'm sitting there jamming to it. And I have to look up. So I'm sitting there listening. You, you, you got, man, you kind of remind me of Carol King a little bit, your voice. Mm. So Carole I'm, King. I know oh. where I'm, I'm leaning to now for music. So I'm, I'm listening to another one before I make up my mind, but I've, I've, I've got a uh, 70s songwriter vibe coming in my head that I think you guys could. Yes. So I'm, I'm going to listen. I've got a couple right now. I'm going to keep listening to it, but uh, you do. It kind of reminds me of Carol King, just the, the tone. Thank you. So what do you guys got going on? You said you got a tour coming up. You got uh, some music. You're making an album. What's going on with all that stuff? Uh, we're, too? Making, we're making multiple uh, singles, and then we're going to compile everything into an album. Okay. Um, we're working on a lot of songs. Um, I think we have six on deck. Um, three are being mixed at the moment, you know, they're waiting for revisions. Yeah. And um, what's working for us also is, you know, when we have a track, we kind of pair it with the, the cause and the underlining meaning of the song. Like, for example, the, the song that came out right before Distro was called Take Your Time. And uh, that's also on Spotify, but, you know, yeah. that's more of about um, breaking the stigma about mental health and, you know, saying, hey, it's okay to ask for help and it's okay if you're not okay. So, you know, trying to pair uh, different causes and organizations that kind of align with our ethos too, as we're coming out with these tracks. Yeah. Okay. What do you guys get? Get your stuff. Go ahead. What do you guys get your mixed stuff mixed and mastered at? What do you guys go to? What studio? We track in house. Oh, Uh, I do engineering. Mm -hmm. Um, some songs I'll mix, but lately I'm 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 tired of doing the mixing. I'm too biased. (laughs) I you know I rather somebody hear it who doesn't know the song put their flavor on it and then listen back to it and be like, all right, cool. I didn't realize that that should be turned up. But basically uh, we go with Jay Mello recordings. Um, he's out in South Florida. His name's Javi. Uh, but usually I pick the bass sound. I pick the amp or the guitar. We pick the mic, we pick the drums. You know, I do all that in house, yeah. do all the arranging and all the editing and all the recording here send it to Javi and be like, Javi, give me your flavor on it, bro. Like, <laughs> like if you hear a different amp, if you hear a different vibe, throw it at me. Cause like, you know, yes. I love the, the, when we mix ideas, three of us together is more original than one of us any day. And one of the best things about working with Javi is um, he's so open to what we, we want. He does his best to make it happen. And, you know, he always consults us from a friend point of view, trying to make recommendations, but he never oversteps that, uh, you know, that, that creativity really, you know, like he really, we just work really well together and we love having his input on it too. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned kind of work together. Who do you guys write together more? Or is there one person that kind of leans towards songwriting? Yeah, as of late. Yeah, Desi and, and Savannah have, they've been putting together some amazing songs. And we finally got a chance to kind of combine everything in the last year and put out a couple. But we've definitely done a lot more writing as of late. Yeah, we're trying so hard to like book shows and rehearse. And the little bit of time we get, we barely get to all three of us write together. It's usually yeah. I'll be by myself or me and Savannah or Nick will be by himself. He'll send me a track. I'll send him a track. And yeah. he throws me his vibe. He sends it back to me. He's like, oh, man, I didn't think of that. That sounds amazing. And he sells, he sends me something that I didn't think of. And it's like, 
you gave me an idea. Let's mm-hmm. try this. Yeah. Been a lot of fun. Yeah. Take Your Time is a great example where Nick started off that song, Rhythm and Melody. I thought of an idea for a pre-chorus and then we three came together and we all, you know, made the acoustic song turn into an electric song. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's a good example of us coming together, you know, See? making an intro to it, um, finding the guitars. I'm real big on different guitars in that right tone. And that song is really stacked. There's a lot going on, especially in the chorus. Yeah. So it's hard to get things to stand out, but without overshadowing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, each other we were like kids in a candy store figuring out the different different tones different you know ever different uh we finally got that like solid bass sound you know what i mean it's like everything's been kind of slowly coming together yeah anybody that like i said if you're if you're in a band you kind of you kind of get this feeling you know like i'm the songwriter for the band but i've get they kind of got the the vibe now and i so we got a couple new guys that joined us because like you mentioned earlier about like finding new drummers and trying to I understand, trust me, I understand that. I, I've been, I've been changing. I'm told everybody I'm going to make like a mockumentary, like a spinal tap of my band because of everybody that we've been through. But I've got, like I said, I gave them this, like, um, I sit down and I write and now they got that songwriting book. I'm like, Oh, Jesse, I got an idea for a song. I was like, oh, what do you got? And it's usually Patrick, Patrick, if you're listening, you know I've, what I'm about to say. Uh, he's my drummer. He comes in and he goes, I got an idea for a song. All right. All right. Tell me what you got, Patrick. He goes, there's just family. And they're poor. What do you got? And that's all he give me. <laughs> but it's a start. So right. Well, and that's, <laughs> and that's the funny thing too, right? Like sometimes it's uh the instruments come first. Sometimes the story of the song comes first. Yes. And uh, you know, each one has its pros and cons. Each approach. I mean, you know, how do you uh, you got to throw music? You got to animate this story, not just with the words, but mm-hmm. with hearing or alternatively like we only have so much space to fit this many words in because the song came first the instrumentals came first so um but both are fun you know it's all kind of just problem solving and really always a good exercise in communication yes. which is why i think yep. we also work really well together it's not a you know we don't we don't really do the bickering if there's ever anything to discuss we bring it up <laughs> <laughs> we bring it up <laughs> um there you know we, yeah there's we're all in the same headspace like there's no time you know we have we're we all are putting ourselves towards one goal there's no there's no room for that <laughs> yep and well, i like that because i mean that's like i said i mentioned that we got others that write and if you're in a band and you click it's great it's so much fun because you get once you get in that pocket and you guys trust each other and you're playing i mean you guys went to alaska for each other that's that's commitment i mean i don't know of many people that was like alaska have fun <laughs> you know no it's dangerous up there though you, you there's a lot of people we know in the area you move up there and then you just you don't come back like it's, it's so it's easy to great. stay yeah. yeah it's really so, nice community very nice community fairbanks alaska then i need to take my wife toward the end of the retirement that way if i get stuck up there i don't have to worry about it <laughs> honestly it's not a bad place to be i've always wanted to visit there's other places too i mean if you guys is there any place you guys would like to play that you haven't played yet uh, Utah, Red Rock, Red Rock. Well, or just in Utah in general. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, mean, I just want to play in Utah. I want to play okay. in Colorado. You know, I want to, I want to play in uh, 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 where we're going next, right? Uh, uh, to Winnipeg. That's gonna be yeah. great. Like, Canada, I'm excited yeah. to do Canada yeah. again. Yeah. But it's funny, like a lot of the bucket list places that we have, like you know, Nick really wants to do Vancouver, um, and Des was just saying like Colorado, like it, you know, so happens like those are on the list. We're gonna be doing them on the way back from alaska so yeah. it's, it's really uh another 
kind of satisfaction that comes from this too. It's like, you know, we work together and now we can kind of each help each other check off these bucket list places. Yeah, too. Vancouver has been on my bucket list for the longest time. And to be able to play music there is going to be even, even better. Would you guys ever thought about going across the pond over to Europe and do some stuff? Oh, I'd love Absolutely, to. I yeah. would love to. I would kill yeah. to go back to Europe, yes. We're in it for the long haul. My, we really want this. really love playing music. We want to keep going at it. My big bucket list places for across the pond are definitely uh, Norway and Amsterdam. Okay. Because yes. I would say international, Canada is another country. So, yeah, technically you're, <laughs> you are. Yeah. I've not been to Canada. I got to get a passport. I let mine expire. But Uh-oh. I, I get a lot of I get a lot of Canadians that like I do like the the top ten countdown and I do the radio station and I get a lot of music sent to me I listen to a lot and I was surprised how many Canadians and it was a lot of country that's usually what I get from Canada is just like straight country and it surprised me how many how much music they sent I mean because you know you get in one little area like I've been, I've been in Georgia my whole life I know Georgia and I know Nashville because it's close you know I haven't s- spread out the other scenes that's why when I started the Georgia verses it's just it, it amazes me and it inspires me to listen to these different artists and the music that they have and I'm like it, it's just cool it's just because music brings everybody together that's that's very integral to what we do our our platforms lately have really converged on music, mental health awareness, getting outside, because all three things, you know, you get outside and studies show all this relation between being outside and reconnecting with nature and, and with just people. It, it's really good for your mental health and the music too. It brings about, a, um, can evoke a better mental health, you know, it's, it's a form of expression yeah. and very much so. Um, so we're really excited to be kind of <clears throat> moving forward on those three platforms. Big time. Okay. Well, let's yeah. listen to another song. Which guy? Which one you guys want to do next? How about we'll take your about time? Take your time a lot. Yeah. yeah. How about take your time? Okay. Did I mute you guys? I didn't mean to. Can you hear me? Very yes. good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I must have. I must have muted you. Is this? I've got a. Like I said, I told you guys earlier when I was trying to get this done, my computer was acting up. My mouse, for whatever reason, it's a Mac. It just died. It just wouldn't. It would not start. So now I've got oh, the uh, technology. My son's one for his computer so i'm trying to use it and if i don't move it it kind of it kind of <laughs> messes up a little bit and every time i do it it mutes you so you guess i take your time okay it's it's funny you talk about technology failing because i had this song idea it was like how often does a fridge from the 80s fail i mean like <laughs> we had this fridge from like 85 and that sucker did not break ever ever <laughs> it's still in the garage it's, it's a spare it's the spare <laughs> fridge that never breaks right See, now that's a whole nother podcast we could do about the, the older stuff not, not working because or working and not ever dying because you, you get these things like my wife gets computers like every five years. Like I said, what's the point? I said, if you're going to have to get another one in five years, that's crazy. You know, same thing with the stove or the micro. Like I said, all that stuff that when I was a kid would work and would still work. And now you got to replace it every so often. That's just That's just crazy to me. I took took this environmental sociology class a few years ago and they use the term throwaway society where it's actually, you know, things are just not built to last. And that is in their design. Like they're designed to break after a certain amount of hours of wear and tear. And, um, you know, it's just feeding back into the go out and buy more. Yes. I think this is a bad example, but isn't Edison's light bulb still working? I think I heard that somewhere. His original one? 
I think is original. No, no, bad, like I said, I already, I already gave you the Maybe. Now you got me curious. Example. Yeah, that's a that's a Google point, guys. So if you guys are listening, when you guys are listening to this episode, uh, yeah. somebody Google that and let me know because now I'm curious. <laughs> I don't know if it was. That'd be cool. Now you said take your time. So what's what's the story behind behind that one again? Oh uh, yeah, this one when when it, when I first started it, it was it was kind of like a, I was I was finding myself in some of these positions in my in my life at the time about not being sure exactly who to go to or where to go for the kind of situations that I was going through. And kind of through that, it was kind of a message to anyone that's feeling like that, that, you know, they, they can have the ability to, or, you know, sometimes it's even hard to start the conversation, but just knowing that you have people around you that, you know, no matter what they're going through at the same time, when it comes down to it, if that trust is there, you know, they're going to be there for you no matter what and kind of help, you know, even if it's your own self that has to, take that first step to find the help, you know, at least you're not going to be able to do it alone. So okay. it's just kind of like a message to, to those people. And then, like I said, when we started adding elements to it, it kind of turned into, to that type of message for sure. Nice. Okay. Well, I'm going to mute us and play it. Like I said, just uh, give me a thumbs up when you're here.
Now, is that who's singing? Is that you, Nick, singing that song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have your mind that that reminds me a lot of the 90s, like President's United States and um, Weezer kind of kind of stuff. It just reminded me of that era. So I have a couple choices for your guys cover songs. I'll let you choose. Got three choices. Uh, Could you mention I mentioned Carol King? So you've got a friend. Okay. Uh, And do your style. James Blunt. (laughs) You're beautiful. You got to change it. Or uh, John Denver. Take me home. Ooh. Ooh. I just think I love that Carol King song. Let's see. So we have Carol King, Carol you got King. a friend. You got a friend. And what was the second one? Uh James Taylor. You're beautiful. Or James Blunt. You're beautiful. Make it punk. Get kind of tempo change and punk. Or uh John Denver Take Me Home. Because that's such a sing-along song. I I'd be curious. So you I give you guys your, your option. Either any one of those. <laughs> Excellent. We'll work on it. We'll send we you definitely yes. Send them back. Yep. Any, <laughs> any one of them you choose. We can do all three of them if you want, but any one, just choose one. Uh and we're ambitious. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll definitely this is gonna be a tough one. We'll definitely look through them and we'll 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 make something happen. We're excited to, yeah. to try that out. Okay, perfect. So um tell everybody then kind of like what um you got tours going, you got your your songs going. Um what are some things that about you that maybe they don't know we were talking music so what okay. are some interesting tidbits about you guys well the funny thing is um what do you do when you're not doing music the logistics for music that's <laughs> what we're doing um <laughs> i went to school for engineering sound um now i'm i went back to after i started saying to myself i think i objectively can write a decent song i was like and i put it out i put out a song and i'm like nothing happened to it I was like, I'm going back to school for uh, music business, for sure. So I'm doing music business. Um, Savannah's helping with, uh, Savannah's been booking most of the tour. Uh, When I'm not doing engineering, I'm doing social media marketing. And Nick is blending between booking shows and social media marketing. So Savannah's holding down the shows area, doing the logistics. We have the LLC for the band. And uh, uh, it's a lot going on. We have the publishing company. I mean... I mean, we're just music all the way through. Like I said, we're in it for the long haul. Yeah. Now you mentioned publishing companies. Is it just for your band, or are you actually doing other artists as well too? We're we're down for doing other artists. Uh, we already been been looking through catalogs. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're really big on trying to market. You know, because there's so many different avenues that come with music. You know what I mean? We we love to. I think that's what makes that's what is unique about us is we all love to work in the different avenues of the music industry, whether it be marketing, social media marketing, um, advertising, charity work, education, you know, there's, there's, we're all music teachers, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And as well. So like when we're on the road, we're teaching instruments and music as well. So like, that's, I think is what's, what's pretty, pretty special about what we do is we're always trying to improve in the different aspects of what it takes to put a band together and keep it going. Yep, yep, yep. Very, very big on that. I mean, a side note, I mean, we when we go on tour, we take our pets. We have three cats and a dog we take with us on yeah. tour. We got the motor home, we got the generator. We usually ask the venue if they got any power. So, you know, <laughs> with the AC going on for the kitties and the doggy. Yeah, our first tour was called the Pet Friendly North American Tour. <laughs> <laughs> and apologies. I'm, I'm sure you can hear one of them barking Speaking in the, of the background pets. right now. <laughs> Well, that's what I said. That's why I moved to the studio that I'm building. It's it's uh like otherwise you'd have a cat ass in your face. 
or you'd have dogs running or you'd have the kids running or like my, my son Gibson, he always finds a way to get on the show. He just, he just does. He will come. And usually because he's a teenage boy, he walks around with a shirt on. I was like, son, this is an audio one only. So nobody's looking. Very funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. Other than that, I mean, if, it, if, it, if it's not logistics, it's, you know, I, I like to set up guitars. I like to, to, to alter the guitars. I got one where I chopped it all up. It's an SG Gibson where, you know, I, I reformed the head and dremeled the headstock and shaped out the body, make it more exaggerated. Um, I, I mean, I love doing the engineering stuff, tuning drums, you know, all that stuff. But like, it, like yeah. it's all we do. It's like, it's just as music as, all yeah. day. As far as our merch and stuff like that, Savannah hand makes a lot of things and she yeah. kicks butt. <laughs> um, like the design, designs and all kinds of, oh. I really, I really love crafts. So, um, you know, I'm happy to have built it up for our band, our business, and be able to offer that to other businesses and bands as well. That like help develop their merch that moves to their clientele base. Mm. Okay. And uh, um, I also I just love working with bands and networking with them, like helping them build their EPKs, their websites. You know, it's funny most bands like it, it's funny the amount of people that just don't have like a contact email. You know, like if if you want to book someone, like you can't get in touch with them. You know, so I just kind of um. I really love helping people kind of organize themselves and I guess project management overall. So, yeah, okay. Um, at the end, I'll talk to you off here about some of that stuff too, because I, I'm going to be honest with my band. I've always, if the guys are listening, I, I do hundred percent of this stuff. It's like, guys, you got to help me. You got to do the festivals and, and help book. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit off air too about, about that. It's a I'm whole curious. job. It's another oh, career. Yeah. yeah. It's a career to get the song on the radio. It's a career to do advertisement. It's a career to do the video shoots, right? Mm-hmm. It's a career to do social media marketing. It's a career to do tracking. It's a career to do mixing. It's just so many hats. Right. And it's nice that I met Savannah and I met Nick because like the hats are going on to different people. <laughs> <laughs> yep. You do you do what you do best. I mean, that's that's cool. Right. Like I, myself, for example, you know, I came from a position and a field that was very data driven or data oriented. So it's really easy for me to build these databases. And if someone comes to me and says, I need booking, or I need a list of venues in this area or festivals happening at this time of year, I can compile it and say, here's how to use this database. And, you know, here's how to contact these people and stuff like that. Or, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. Well, good. Like I said, I'll, I'll talk to you off air with that stuff too, because I, yeah. I do have some, some questions, but uh, you guys can answer, maybe you can answer like a generic question for people that are listening. Uh, give them some advice on things that they can do to kind of, <laughs> to get, to get their self um, noticed more, get, get books, book more gigs or just in general, how to help their brand. Um, as far as getting noticed, I would say just be there, participate in other people's shows, uh, mm. be an active listener, um, offer feedback if they want it, you know, congratulate them because it, it's hard to be up there and not know what's going to happen. You know, she's totally right. You go to the open mic, you play your song and then you leave. Nobody's going to remember you. You go to the open yep. mic, you get there, you get there, I guess, early, right? Or a little little late, but you stay there, you listen to the bands, you tell them what you think, right? It's like, I like that song, man. I know that chord you just played is a really difficult chord to play, and you were singing it at the same time. That's badass. You know, you just don't want to say, good job. Everybody right. says good job. 
point out the truth, like point out what they're actually doing. Man, that drum roll, I love the way you drum roll, you know, be in, in like Savannah said, be in, in the mix, be in, in, be, in the community. Yeah. You know, to build yourself up and to get noticed is to just be a friend, you know, and, and that can come in a lot of different avenues mm. just from okay. going to shows themselves, you know, even just buying the ticket to go the door fee. That's, you know, it's like, Hey, I support you, you know, yeah your network that's the biggest thing just build it from the ground up start with the relationships other because you know wherever you go like just just meet the person get their contact information you know what i mean just just to start that because you never know where you're going to go you might run into a person that, that lives in that area and they can help you know they can either throw you on a show join a show with you just start building that from the ground up from and the beginning and as far as how to book more shows if it's not just from networking and meeting other people it's you know just ask you, you ask the venue and say like hey i'd love to put on this kind of a show for this you know hour or two hours and uh it's a numbers game right you ask one venue and that's no no you ask a hundred venues you know you're gonna get a bite you're gonna get a bite hey well actually i have like this open mic thing maybe you can be featured mm. you know something simple as that and, and it doesn't just start with like like a like a switch right it's not like on off it's like always on time will tell you keep being consistent going to these shows people are going to remember your name mm -hmm. and only a matter of time yep and you you guys hit a couple of things that i've said before and it, it's like listening back to one of my podcasts <laughs> because <laughs> one of the things that drives me crazy is the open you mentioned open mics right and people that are coming and leaving that to me you you're doing yourself a disservice because I know we're all busy. We're all musicians. We're playing. We can't go to all the shows because we're trying to get our own. I get yeah. that. I don't mind that. But if you're at an open mic, right, and you're playing, you come in and you play. Now, I get it. As far away, you got to leave. I go to Nashville and play. It's three hours drive. But I'll stay for as long as I can before I have to come back, right? But the but what drives me crazy is somebody comes in there, play a song, and they get out. I'm like, you're right. They're not going to remember you. Or they're going to remember you in a negative right light because like, well, what are the, they just came and played and didn't even listen to the one or two other people, you know, how, how are you going to network with anybody? It, to me, too, yeah, yeah it, it comes off as, I don't know if it's really cocky or conceited, but it just comes off as unprofessional, even though it's an open mic and I get it. It's not a paid gig. If it was a paid gig, would you just play your music and go without talking to the crowd? Do you not interact with the crowd? You know, that, that's yeah, part of like, it. It's like who, you know, they're like, they're genuinely excited. Like, holy crap, that guy was amazing. And then like, what was his name? They're like, oh, crap. I don't know. He left. We didn't even get a chance to hear who to he talk, was. Or... To share a drink or anything, yeah. you know. And, and for us, it's, uh, I mean, Des and I wouldn't have met Nick if it wasn't for hanging out at the open mic nights, you know. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I, I completely understand and agree with that yeah, 100%. Yeah. That's like, and, that's, and people have to remember are you part of the scene or were you just visiting that day? Mm -hmm. <laughs> are you part of this? Like, are you going out to shows? Are you checking out new bands? Are you trying to play with these bands? Are you trying to make friends? It's a community. Right. And, and like Nick said, when you go to a new town, you gotta remember at least follow their social media, stay in touch, comment, yeah. stay in touch, be, let them know who you are. If you don't say anything, nobody will remember. Yeah. And so that effect, you know, it, that doesn't stop at the bands. Like, you know, are you acting right at, in people's venues? Are you having a good time <laughs> or are you kind of um, putting off a bad atmosphere and maybe the venue doesn't want to have you there, you know? Mm. So it's, you know, it's just be decent There's, to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and there was, right. what did I hear recently? Um, like a tip, like you were talking about tips and stuff. Uh, 
someone put a like a mailing list on their merch table they just put like a list so you can put your email the mm-hmm. simplest thing like to that way you can just put them on a mailing list and start giving them updates mm-hmm. about your band about your tour about where you're going to be and stuff like that little things like that are, are super big for networking too yeah invite them to shows all that See, yeah. and that's that's what i like because when i when i'm sitting there thinking like for the podcast i do it the way i do the podcast is i'm always trying to figure out new and inventive ways to kind of change it because i i started this podcast in 2019 and the idea was initially it was north georgia because that's what i knew right it's north georgia nobody's yeah. going to talk to me whatever we'll, we'll we'll see how it goes come now 2023 i'm booked until may right so i've got like i could show you a list of everybody that i got recorded that i got to release but it to me, I always think of newer stuff to do. And that's what said. I'll show you some stuff for the end because I want to help songwriters get exposure. This whole thing was started for networking purposes. Like, I'm going to meet these guys. I'm going to come in and get exposure. We'll talk. We'll co write, you know, to see what we can do. And that's how it's, I think it's supposed to be. It's a community. And I, I, I know people get on stage with others and they're like, oh my God, they're so good. What am I doing? Or like, I'm better than them. Why are they, why are they getting more, more gigs? Why are they being played? You're looking at it all wrong if that's the way you look at it. Because it's yeah. not you guys are punk music, rock music, mixture. Like I call my music mutt music because it's a, again, it's a mixture of of everything. Except oh, I don't mutt with you, man. <laughs> all right. I think the whole world is a bunch of mutts, and that's just enjoy yeah. it. Right? Literally, each person has their own, you know, it's it's about who you surround yourself with that brings that part out of you that that when it meshes with the right kind of people and the right type of skills that each person brings mm-hmm. that's where it starts to really really work yeah. and that and to to touch on something you just said about people feeling badly like oh why is so-and-so getting those shows they're not that good when you change your mindset from competitive to collaborative I, man you reduce so much stress on yourself yes, so and much. on those people so much you know so right I, about you collaborative think, instead of instead of competitive that's so true man i mean yeah you, you think those people don't feel badly that you're sitting there saying, why are they even getting the shots? Like, Hey, everyone's already a little nervous enough performing. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure the night goes well, maybe your sound, you can't hear yourself. So you're worried about how you sound, you know, like you, there, there's so many circumstances oh, and nobody yeah. knows everything except the person that's in their own head. So, you know, just, <laughs> it's not fair to uh, be competitive unnecessarily and there's no need for it. There's so many places in the world and so many sounds yeah there's just no need for it what are we doing we're going to a party that's all we do yeah. we go to a show right. why because it's a party let's party let's, let's jam let's rock let's make friends let's sock let's, let's dance let's headbang let's do it this is a party it's not, not many- a competition. it's not a tennis competition or a basketball game tennis. we're all here together you know what i'm saying like, like it's a party collaborative many, many jobs you can go and drink at and, and have fun at it too you gotta be drink responsible <laughs> people but now you talk about competitive. I'm gonna be honest. I'm competitive, but not in a bad way. I'm always competitive. Like I'm like, oh, that's a good song. That's a good idea. Now I need to see how. That's why I get. In, I tell everybody I get inspired doing these. So like, listen to your guys' conversation. You guys are inspiring me to do more of the business. And I'm gonna do the quotations, but business side of it because that is part of of the brand. And it's like I, I just love that part. Like I listen to a song, like oh, that's a great, that's a great line. Damn it, I wish I wrote that. Okay, now I gotta go write a good song. That's how I take it. I don't take it like, oh, you're better. Or you're worse. No, I, I don't take it that way. I can tell when somebody's really, really good, right? And it doesn't bother me. Does it intimidate me if I'm on stage with them? Maybe a little bit, but it's not going to stop me because I'm, I'm me. And that you just got, I think because I've been doing it so long that 
I still get a little nervous and forget my words because everybody does that because you write so many songs. Yeah. It's like, yeah, did I write like, this song? What I write it and the people I have wrote songs in the same key and the same chord progressions before <laughs> multiple yeah. ones. Well, it turns it, yeah, it turns it into a motivation. You know what I mean? Right. Use whatever you're feeling and turn it into a motivation instead of letting the negativity, you know, because there's always, there's, the world is always going to be full of negativity and positivity mm-hmm. and all the in-betweens, but you just have to try to find the way to fuel it into motivation instead of, you know, the other. <laughs> Everybody has something to say about something, no matter how big oh, or yes. small it is. <laughs> um, like today, for example, we've got, an 80 plus song set list you know we've got a lot of stuff and on the days that we're practicing and not just learning the core of stuff like really getting into the technical making sure that we're tight Mm -hmm. for example you know i'll pull up my phone to look at some lyrics and that is so i can focus on how i'm singing and not have to worry about remembering words but Mm -hmm. we were streaming it and you know somebody took it upon themselves to be like how unprofessional you got to use your phone for lyrics. And it's like, ah, whatever. Like missed the fine print. It's you know, okay. whatever. Of all things to pick at, whatever. Well, everyone, like I said, everyone's going to want to, everyone has something to say and yeah, just to get however they're feeling in the moment out. Listen, if you're out there and you're getting these opinions where they're telling you you're great or you suck, that means you're doing something good. Mm-hmm. If you got some haters, that's a good sign. Because if, if you were whatever, Everybody tells you, good job, keep it up. But if you're doing something good and you're picking somebody's nerve, mm-hmm. hey, man, you suck. <laughs> I don't like your band at all. You're <laughs> that's... like, all right, yeah, tell everybody that. So that's why yeah, I say yeah, that's when you made it when you get haters. Like, there's somebody's going to give you shit about something. Like, those people like that, my redneck cackles probably would have stood up a little bit. I was like, well, I tell you what, you buy me a teleprompter like the professionals that I can read off of, and I won't have to use my phone no more. Plus thing everyone has like the 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 big you know artists when they're big stadiums they have teleprompter exactly they have the lyrics on the prompters and like but it's you know we have some days where we get all positivity in one stream and then we get another stream where there's mm-hmm. half and half and then all bad and then all good it's just a it's just a cycle until you until it, it's always going to be like that see and I I don't mind the phones on the stage the problem I had like when Alan was with us and he would sing is he would sit there and stroll through it while he's singing like dude you oh, can't yeah. do that. <laughs> I get you yeah. don't know the word, but you can't be out there and like pulling and pulling away from the mic. And I'm like, that dude, you can't do that. If you if you get an really? iPad or get yeah. something with a bigger, you know, the old man sign out. so yeah. you can read it. <laughs> <laughs> do that. Uh, large print lyrics. <laughs> so let's hear another one of your guys' song. We'll do one more song uh, and then a couple questions at the end, and that'd be fun. Oh. I've had fun, guys. I could talk to you guys for hours. This has been awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man. it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> I guess so. I would like belongs to me because that one's such a, a has um I would, sure belongs uh, to me. Uh, this belongs to me is actually um, a very simple song, pro- uh, chord progression wise, mm-hmm. has what two different progressions, mm-hmm. and the song was very fun to play because it's very fun to play because it has a lot of different styles. Once one section you're plucking. One section you're doing like little, little upstrokes. One section you're doing power chords, but it's the same progression. It's really fun. And it has a lot of uh, uh, has tempo changes and time signature changes. But overall, it's a simple song. Don't let all that gibberish I said fool you. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. That's the thing is, it's a fun song to play and for us to listen to. Like 
but because I'm jumping on bass, back on bass now, like mm-hmm. just every every part of the song individually, mm-hmm. you smack it. You know, it, each part individually is fun, and then I think the way that the Desi instrument, you know, put it all put all the instruments together, make it really really makes it pop. See, I like these simple songs. They're three chord songs. You just change the way you strum, or you change the tempo, or whatever. You don't have to go to key changes and go to the sevenths and the suspended and the augment. You don't have to do all that stuff. I mean, if you can, more power to you. I can't. <laughs> yeah, really. Nah, so I'm gonna mute us and play This Belongs to Me. Sure. Hey, I noticed you've got my attention. songs are so short sometimes it's like it's like, like <laughs> i want to keep hearing i want to listen to more music the I ending of that song is quite interesting uh when we were recording it uh it was an acoustic guitar that ended the this belongs to me and we're like we need an electric guitar and javier was like man you know what? i think i could have an amp and i can eq that acoustic guitar so when you hit the strum it sounds like an electric guitar and sure enough <laughs> that is an acoustic guitar with some distortion on it that's, funny. <laughs> that's guitarist or my, my uh my guitarist moved to texas he would used to do it all the time he'd like turn to the, to the amp and just start shaking the guitar in front of it it's like god that's so cool it's so rock and roll <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know why that song made me think of demolition man because because it's made me sense if you ever, you've guys seen that movie Demolition Man with uh, Sylvester Stallone and Sandra Bullock, uh, yeah, I'm sure I did. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. sure my age, I know, but there, but I guess because of the length of the songs. But you guys should be doing like commercial ditties. I'm just sitting here thinking like commercials because it's like oh, and then you know they're yeah. here. They're, that's all they hear then in the future was commercials. That was a radio station. I'm like, yeah, that would be so much fun. You just need like a commercial for something one time. That yeah. is that is. Part of the plan. That's that one of our dreams. One yeah. of our goals is, uh, you know, not that we design our songs to be specifically like for commercial use, but, you know, we, we're always trying to think about, can we partner with um, some up and coming indie movies or video games or anything that can be kind of out and about in the public. And um, yeah, you know, there is a, a lady here in North Georgia. Uh, her band is Life is Mary. You guys should check her out. She's got a very kind of punk vibe like you guys have. And it just reminded me of her a little bit too. 
uh, her songs because she she's come on before. And if you guys were here in Georgia and you came down to the house, then what I normally do is if we're not in the studio, we're at the gazebo. So I record everything outside live. I let you play live. Uh, and I have a family graveyard. And so I don't ever tell, tell anybody until they get here, but anybody's listening to the show, they know it's there. So they should know it's coming. But, I, but she came in to the show and she came around October. So that's before the studio was even built. It's like when I first started. Uh-huh. And so we're out there at dark, nothing but the light of the Mac kind of lighting it up because she was coming from Atlanta. So she got here late. So she's sitting there, we're talking and all of a sudden there's these squirrels and deer and stuff running because of the woods because I'm. I'm in the middle of the woods. When I'm saying I'm out in the woods, yeah. I'm in the woods. And so she's like, what is that? And then the graveyard is freaking her out, but it's made me think of her. So <laughs> I, I know she's heard that before. She's probably tired of me telling that story, but it's so funny. You said life is Mary. Life is Mary. Like M-A-R-Y. Yes. M-A-R-Y. Life is Mary. Yeah, she, she's really, she's, she, she does teaching stuff too. And, um, you guys talk about it. So it's a lot of similarities. So yeah. always, I think that you guys should check her out and I'm sure she'll listen to this and we'll check it guys. out. Yeah. We love, we love learning about new artists, new music. So that's perfect. Yeah. I wrote it down so I don't forget it. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that's why I take my notes right here. So you guys can't see it when you see me writing. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, right. nice. That way, when I go back to edit the podcast and I'm listening and I'm making notes, I'm like, oh, okay, I remember that. And I remember that, you know. It's very cool. It's awesome. we, it helps me out. Yeah, like they were saying, we love learning about other local acts and whether we meet them through social media or we, we hear of them this way, you know, when we get to that town, it's hopefully we have some friends waiting for us and we can all put on a really nice show together or we mm-hmm. can at least go and see, yeah. you know, if those people are playing a show that day and we happen to be in town. It's like, yeah, let's, you know, we've been talking to them for a while. Let's go see them, you know. Yeah. Let's meet them finally. <laughs> It's funny you say that the, the last interview I did that came up too. I've been, cause I look for festivals and stuff and I'm trying to find stuff for the band because we've got two new members. I want to break them in. We got to play, but yeah. I was sitting there thinking like, I would love, and I may just start at my own damn self is to have a festival and just have bands, you know, that I know local bands and bands from out of state to come in and we just play. And like, I sitting there thinking about it. I could call it the yes, ma'am jam and be a festival to just last, oh. you know, for like a weekend or something. But it'd be cool. Great. I mean, there's so much you could do with that. You get some local vendors, have some good old barbecue in there, maybe have some charity organizations. If you guys want to raise oh, some money for a good cause, you know, mm-hmm. that that could be a really nice draw, yeah. especially that, with the great weather that you have there. Yeah. For now, because it, it gets, when I got 30 this morning, or somebody was like, oh, it's so cold. And it's, now it's like 58 <laughs> degrees outside. It's Georgia weather. You don't like oh, the weather way today to change. Flannel in the morning, t shirt in the afternoon. Right there, South Florida. It's tank top in the middle of the night, and you're still sweating. Oh yeah, Florida is horrible. Uh, that's we. I took my son to Daytona, and I'm because it was like a uh, what Panama. I think it was Daytona. We went for like a father son trip, and we went deep sea fishing. And so we ate at the beach, and I'm sitting there thinking that there's music. Every every venue has somebody playing, and I'm like, I need to get the band here. But all I heard was like singer songwriters. It was harder for the bands to get in because it's more. It's set up more for background music yeah, yeah exactly volume. yeah yeah and i was like well you could that's why i don't know if you sit behind me there's a, a electric drum kit i brought it for my daughter because she wanted to learn how to drum but also bought it because i could use it for the band i'm like i can go to these venues with a drum and i can hook this drum into the pa and i can turn it down so that it's not overpowering anything and it fits yeah Makes you think about our amp we had an amp head that we could do that it ran straight into the system so we didn't have to worry <laughs> Made yeah. it a lot easier. I'm big on not playing the drums super loud. They're mm-hmm. loud naturally. So I try to tone it down, especially when you play a punk song in a small venue. Right. 
the guitars, the drums so loud. Then the guitar, they try to make the guitars loud as the drums. And then yeah. the vocalists can't get any louder, right? Or it's going to feed back. Oh. So I'm big. I'm like, let's play as fast as I can, as quiet as I can. Right. <laughs> we had a venue, and I've told that about in Atlanta. We went, I took the guys out to one. We went for like a kind of a bonding experience with a band because James was moving to Texas. So we went to uh, Smith's Old Bar. And the sound guy, I mean, he, I don't, I don't know if any, they just had him throwing him in there for the day. But when you get there and I noticed that the bartenders are starting to put earplugs in and I'm like, okay, why the room is probably maybe 500 square feet. If that, right. And it's a band. So he's turned everything. I just think he took all the knobs and turned them all the way up because I've never, I couldn't hear for three days, but I've never heard a singer sing and it squeal. Oh, like, man. oh my God. I mean, it, it and it wasn't, you couldn't go anywhere. Um, it's, you didn't even need it. Like the drums, you didn't even have to mic the drums in that room. Let the, you could mic yeah. the, get an amp and just turn up the volume of the singer so they can hear themselves. That's all so, you got to do. Exactly. Let me ask you a question. When you went to that venue, was it like concrete walls everywhere? No. Or was it like, like it's, made of wood? It's wood. It was all wood. Man. It's wood. Ooh. Yeah. And it's, and it's not like the stuff you guys got in the back for like any soundproofing. It's straight plywood painted black. All it is. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh man, that'll do. Yeah, and, but they had like multiple stages, and it's a great place to play. It's just it was a sound guy, and that and that happens. But, I mean, yeah. that's it's as a band, a, you guys know. It's always a battle, yeah, yeah. with this space because <laughs> you Somewhere can't get louder. <laughs> the singer can't get louder than they are. They can try, but now they're yelling, and you're not singing anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah. Indeed, indeed. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, I've had such a fun time. Oh, it's been honestly yeah, really fun. Thank, thank you so much. I know we've had this scheduled for a while, so thank you for yes. uh, you know still having the time and availability to have us. It was really nice speaking with you. Yeah, we I, I, I keep it all on my phone. I just forget about it. So I was like, crap. And like I said, I, I wanted to send everybody uh, like notices. Like I was, I was going to make like the Zoom, but I get so busy with everything. I'm like, okay, I'll give it to you the day before or something. I'll think about it. And by doing that, sometimes I think I mess it up because I was like, oh, well, now we got to reschedule. It's like, okay because sometimes i'll double book and with this it's easy but like when i want to go listen to somebody or i want to go play and i can't i'm like hmm, okay then i'll do this one and, and i don't mind i like talking to people and i like inner talking with you guys and all bands and all styles and genres and like i said anybody you know send them my way i'll talk to them i don't care what stage they are in their journey if they're just starting if they've been playing for 20 years i don't care it's all about sharing music and listening and learning new stuff well, yeah, Indeed. like this means yeah. a lot to us. Yeah, because we've, you know, we appreciate doing all this, and especially what you've started. You know, that's that's something that's really important in the music community. So we're happy to be a part of it. Okay, I appreciate that. And I got a couple more questions for you that's not music related because I always kind of mix them in. Uh, but we got talking about music and other stuff, and <laughs> I forgot to mix them in as we were talking. So I'll, I'll do it now. Um, again, thank you guys for coming on the show. I appreciate it. And we've talked for over an hour and we got to know you guys a little bit, but what's a hidden talent that you guys have that we don't know about? Oh. Um, I'm, I was an athlete in high school. I did baseball, basketball, wrestling, swimming. Um, yeah, I was an athlete, straight up athlete all day. And then I got into the guitar and I, and I was like, uh, <laughs> I like the guitar more. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I'm done with all the sports. Don't get me wrong. I still, I still appreciate it. It's entertainment in either way. <laughs> um, I it'll still take me like six minutes, but I just learned how to solve a Rubik's cube for the first time in my life. Really so that's a fun, 
<laughs> took a long time. <laughs> do, you, do you take the stickers off and put them on so they match? Is that how you do it? How did you know? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I did that. I did. I did that when I was like four, and my grandpa got so mad because he was like, "That's not how you do it." I was like, "But look, it it's works." Soft. <laughs> For a four-year-old, that's genius. I don't care what he said. <laughs> Hidden talents for me. I am a pro at falling asleep really quick when the movie starts. <laughs> Tired at the end of the day. That's a nice talent. That is it. That is a very. I can I can fall asleep almost anywhere. That's my that's my superpower. <laughs> See my my wife is military. She does the same thing, and I I'm I'm a light sleeper, and that takes me forever to go to sleep. So like if I'm laying there, it never fails. A dog will wake me up at five o'clock in the morning or whatever. I was like, what? And then I'd let him out. Put it back in, and then I can't go to sleep. And by the time I do fall asleep, the kids are coming in. Like, hi, Dave. We got to go to school. I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, always uh, <laughs> awesome. What about you? What is what is something that you have that? Um, let's see. I mean, people know I, I do voices, and I used to do. My mom, when she was alive, would have me do Elvis karaoke. I'd sing like Elvis because I could emulate him, um, a little bit. Um, I can do that, or I can tell you something that's basic. I don't mind. I'd love to see all this. That'll be okay, awesome. Hang on. Let me, let me get where I can hear myself. People are like, I've heard this, Jesse. Well, they haven't, so you're going to hear it again. Right. <laughs> I wish I was in Atlantic Garden. Old times are not forgotten. Look away. Look away. Look away. Yes. All right. That was awesome. <laughs> I did a Elmo version of uh, Hello in Vegas. I me and my forty my fortieth birthday, me and Jordan, my bassist, went to Vegas, and we sang the whole song as Elmo and Schmeagel. I thought it was hilarious. I I had so much fun. People in Vegas take karaoke very seriously. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and my daughter will make me do voices for all of her stuffed animals, so she'll have like her friends like, "Daddy, do this one." There's one, um, I don't remember how to do it now. It's Benicula Bonquiqui is what we call her. <laughs> so it's a black woman is a rabbit. And so I'm like, I have to make her do the black woman voice. And it's so funny, but I, I have to, I, that, that one I have to think about before I do it. Cause she's That's kind so of vulgar. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, maybe think we have at the Tanana Valley fair in Alaska every year, we have uh, an Elvis impersonator come up. Mm-hmm. He is spot on, man. So I love, I love a good talk impersonation. Like yeah. He naturally talks like him. His, his name's Bill, right? Bill. Bill. Yeah. Bill. He naturally sounds like Elvis, like just oh, talking to you about conversation. And when he sings, he used to be in a band. His wife was like, you know, why don't you try and be an Elvis impersonator? And they went to a competition. This guy goes to the competition, <laughs> only knew two songs, and the song they wanted to sing was a song you didn't know. He won the competition. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we always appreciate a good Elvis impersonation. I remember when my oldest was like three, four years old. We went to, um, was in, I think, Tennessee or Florida. They got those places where they have the impersonators like Dolly and, and, and Michael Jackson. I don't remember the name, what you call it now, but they had one that was Elvis. And my son slept through the whole thing except for the end. And so he had to go to the bathroom. So I'm carrying him, you know, carrying him to the bathroom. And uh, Elvis, the guy in this Elvis, helped him. Hey, yeah, you don't go over here to the corner now. Just turn around. I mean, it was so much fun. <laughs> I don't think my son remembers that, but I do. I thought it was cool. Cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> so if 
if you guys could have anybody sing your songs, who would who would sing it? Sing like uh, somebody cover our songs. Yeah, if you want, if somebody was to cover your songs, who would who would you want to to cover it? I would love the Toadies to cover some of our songs. Oh, that's a good one. Ooh. Yeah, that'd be great. In Florida recently. Yeah, um, oh. friend of ours, Austin, uh, uh, kind of stuck us in the show. It was awesome. <laughs> and you know, it's funny. Austin is actually going to join us on the tour. That's cool. He's gonna, he's gonna jump on guitar. We're gonna feel it out with him. So we're gonna have his. They can have his bass. He's back. gonna be on bass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going from guitar slash bass to now just bass. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah, Tony's would be cool. That would be great. That would be great. I, you say who would sing your song, but all you got me thinking is somebody I would love to see live in concert. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I would. I wish I could have seen Donna Summers. That would have been amazing to see that lady live. Yeah, she's killer. Well, that leads to another question then that I always usually ask is um, if, there, if you could hop into a time machine, what year would you go to or decade or where, where would you go? Uh, I would go to 1978 and hopefully I'd be at the age of 19 or 20 and I would love to live that that <laughs> 20 years and be great to live. Mom Prince, Metallica, like, you know, like Bad Brains, I like, I like- Rancid, all these dudes like Donna Summers. Freddie Mercury, everybody's there, man. Sting. I like that you brought up. Um, <laughs> I like that you brought up Metallica and Rancid, and and uh, I would have loved to see Bad Wizard, but really, I would I would have loved to see Queen in their prime. Yeah, oh. you know what I love about Queen is when they play live, it's not like the record. Mm-hmm. They they you know it, it goes from in the record they do all these overdubs, but then live it's just four dudes, right? And they do what they got. And I love that. I love when bands do that. Um, when they, when they, when they're like, "All right, this is the version of the song live." When it's just a three piece, you know, it's 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 fun. It's fun. It's alive. Yeah, they, they always say that if there's a there's record speed and then there's live speed because <laughs> everybody goes faster when you're live. You just you get pumped up with the crowd and you play and you like or you have what because because you take you get out in the uh, studio and you got yeah over like the overdubs and tracks and all these other things you yeah. don't have that when you're playing live you have like you said three four guys and it's like okay we're we, gonna play we this played a, we played a show in michigan in port heron and they were streaming it live right this guy had a whole mixing board he had mm-hmm. one for the live for, for the audience and he had one for the internet for twitch and uh there's some punk bands before us i was so hyped we were Lying through those songs, take your time. Sound like a punk, like a punk rock number all the way. Flying <laughs> through those, I was like, at the end of the show, I was like, oh, that was great. We listened to it in the car. We're driving back to uh, back, driving back home, and I'm like, ooh, <laughs> um, I did not realize I was on a hyper mode. That, <laughs> but it's still overall that we're partying. Overall, mm-hmm. I was still partying. It was fun, fun as hell. I still think I'm stuck in the '90s. I've been thinking about your question. <laughs> about where I would go back to. I always go back to like 1992 or 93 in the prime of like Nirvana. And like when Green Day was just, you know, they were sweet children and they were starting out for a while, but like that, like 1992, maybe 1993 mm-hmm. area where Green Day was just trying to making their way up and the offspring was starting and like all these, you know, to see Nirvana in their prime would be, would have been something special too. You know, what's crazy. Uh, no- uh, noodles guitarists of offspring and slash born in the same year they really? just broke through uh, uh uh different times isn't that funny isn't uh what is uh guns and roses like 85 1985 mm-hmm. they went through 84 yep. or something 
and and uh um uh, noodles a guitar player of offspring was about to he was like oh i was about to leave the band and join another band but then um uh smash that album became a hit he's like i guess i'm staying in this band <laughs> the early 90s were huge yeah what was that 92 uh uh smash came out 91 yeah, yeah it was i remember like, the 90s i was in high school <laughs> yeah. about you savannah what year would you go to so 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 good what year when would you go oh man yeah, that was a tough one that was a good question it is hard like i i absolutely loved 80s music growing up as a kid like safety dance was my jam when i was a kid <laughs> i really loved that song um i just think of biodome when i hear that movie or that song now yeah yeah that's a classic but yeah, to see the whole grunge scene coming up in the early 90s, that would be cool. If I could be 25 to 30 years old through the mid 80s to like early 90s, I think that would be ideal. That's solid. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, then we got uh, one more question for you guys. Sure. Uh, what's some good advice or the best advice you ever got? One day I gave some kids some advice. And I said, listen, you want to play music, work in the music industry. No matter what it is, just be in that industry. A couple months later, I quit the pizza job and I started working at Guitar Center. I was so happy working there by musicians. If you want to be a mechanic, work at Napa. You want to be a musician, work at a guitar store. Be a rep for a speaker company. Work on pedals, work on amps, be a guitar tech. You know what I mean? Like be Mm -hmm. in that industry. You want to be a lawyer? Do not work at McDonald's. Go file some papers for some lawyer firm. You know what I'm saying? Do social media for a lawyer. Like whatever you got to do, do ads for a lawyer. Be in that be in that industry. That is the best advice that I kind of gave myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We talked about this a lot earlier, but I think the best advice I got was don't compare yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. Because there's people become successful and what, you know, success is only defined by your, you know, in our own personal, you know, we're all our own biggest critic and all those, those types of stereotypes, but it really comes down to it. You're going to, you're going to find your inner success, like where, where you're meant to go at a completely different time than someone else. And if you waste it, it is, you know, in my opinion, the advice I got, it's it's a, a waste of time to sit there and compare yourself to someone else that went through a completely different journey, and completely different situation than you 10 years earlier. Just the fact that it happened 10 years earlier for them is is not when it comes down to it. As long as it comes to to sticking to your guns and not comparing yourself, you're going to get to where you want to go faster than wasting that time comparing yourself from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I think I was I would say for myself um I I was raised to always um know how to take care of yourself to always be self-sufficient um but I think for most of my life that led to a lot of um you you take on so much and there's eventually that that burnout period right there's something mm-hmm. that's going to come to a crashing halt and it was a uh, a boss that I had who had said to me, he's like, you know, you are not an island, you know? So there was this feeling of, uh, oh, you know, it is okay. I can reach out to uh, friends and build something together. And I don't have to take on every single responsibility by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's okay to 
have a support system. You know, no one really is an island. Okay. Well, that's that's good advice, Cass. So, again, <laughs> thank you for coming on the show. Tell everybody where they can find you, all your social media, website, stuff like that. Sure. Um, so everyone has their own preference, right? Some people really like Twitter. Uh, other people don't. But if you go to us on a link tree, you can get everything there. The Facebook, the Instagram, our direct EPK off our website, uh, Bandcamp, SoundCloud. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, Instagram is Instagram. modern band, right? Yeah, modern natives oh. band. Yeah, and then modern just, just modern natives by itself. Or, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we're on all the streaming platforms. Yeah, we we try to get you know as many avenues out there to get our our sound out there any way we can. Yeah, Spotify, Apple Music, big ones. Have you found any one platform works better than another? Well, I think it depends on what your end game is for that yeah. one. Yeah. You know, Instagram is always the very visually appealing stuff. Spotify is the big important numbers. TikTok yeah. is the more interactive stuff. Um, I feel like advertising wise, it'd be great to advertise on YouTube and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, on. we've definitely found the most interaction as of late, at least with with our practices and you know things we just kind of want to share behind the scenes. Look at a lot of things we're doing. TikTok has been really interactive as far as us talking with people and everything like that. So. Sorry for giving you such a big answer. <laughs> no, that's that's I'm, I'm I'm fine with that because it, it eats their own. I, I get it. Like Facebook, my son says it's for old people. Well, son, I'm, I'm 45 years old. I'm, I'm my nephew said that to me. I was, yeah, I was like, I was like, dude, you playing a video game? Do you have any idea how old the video game is, bro? <laughs> like, you think because it says Xbox 360 or whatever the newest one is, it's like, nah, dude. That is some old (laughs) mechanics right there, bro. Mm -hmm. We used to get our damn thumb sore for like just playing on the Nintendo. He had two buttons, A and B. (laughs) It's it's been kind of cool, like targeting demographics and just different. You know, we've been learning a lot. I've been learning a lot from Dez and we've all been learning a lot from each other. But even like Spotify, you know, Spotify for artists, we can find out where our music's being listened to so that we can target our ads and we can target our outreach to certain areas that we know are, you know, that's just one example. But there are so many different platforms that it is hard to kind of pinpoint it to one answer. Okay. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Yeah, that's indeed. fine. And and you guys mentioned about publishing and, and stuff for, for other bands and other your catalogs. Uh, is there a place that they can send it to you guys? Do you want them to email? I mean, what are you guys looking for in case somebody's listening? It's like, hey, you know, and I'll, I'm going to talk to you here in a second about it off of it. But I mean, if they want to talk, uh, if they want to send you stuff or what are you looking for? Where can they send it? Sure. Um, so I really appreciate a very well-crafted email, uh, an introduction. You know, it doesn't have to be super long, but tell me who you are. Um, why do you believe in your music? And I would love a music sample of it. I will say if you send it as an attachment, sometimes it goes right to spam. So what I would do is just give me a link to your Google Drive or somewhere I can access it, like Dropbox, or uh, if you've got it online already, send me the Spotify links, how to find your artist name. Um, our publishing company is called Larry, my friend publishing. And if you type that in all lowercase, Larry, my friend publishing at gmail.com, that's the most direct way to get in touch with it. I can. Okay. Yeah. Or by this is the Georgia songbirds and that was modern natives. Thank you guys. Thank you. Oh yeah.